This podcast is a part of the Podmania Podcasting Network. Check out podmania.co.uk to check out more of our great podcasts, features, reviews, match ratings and previews spanning the crazy and diverse world of professional wrestling. Hello guys and welcome to the Young Lion Cast, your fortnightly audio source of all things New Japan right here on the Podmania Podcasting Network. It seems an age since we have been here talking about New Japan and Chris O'Brien, good God, it feels good to be back, my friend. I know, it's... As as bad as, bad as it sounds, I sort of like this little smarky corner of Podmania with no gaff, because like... It it sounds mean, but like Garth's more sort of my fun buddy than my analytical buddy. <laughs> Does that when mean I'm your analyze... analytical buddy? Yeah, because when I try to analyze shit around Garth, it's normally stuff he's watched, and like with the best one in the world, I watch a lot more wrestling than Garth does. I I'd say it takes a lot more to um to thrill me nowadays, but like Walter's one of my favorites, and he's basically a chop and a powerbomb, but. <laughs> I was just going to say, he's not the most athletic of dudes. No, and also, like, I like Arisa, who's basically a kick in a suplex. She literally has only that. Oh, mate, I'm so looking forward to you seeing the Utami match, because it's a, it's very divisive. I'll just say that now. Some people love it, some people hate it. I won't say where I stand, but it is Arisa. What do you mean, you won't say where you stand? It's Arisa, of course you fucking love it, you mark. Yeah, of course I do, but... To be fair, I'm still surprised your sad and favourite still Mayu, because most people go in like with my thinking Mayu's gonna be their favourite and come out thinking someone else having someone else. Yeah, coming out with Tam Nakano or Hanakamura. <laughs> to, to be fair, I, I see Tam. Tam is Tam is really good. Hanakamura's not had a great match yet. Like the best match I've seen I have so far is probably Julia. Yeah, I agree with that, but then again, it wasn't exactly an athletic fest, was it? It was more of a striking no, and brawling match. No, exactly, and like, um, just I think people really overhype Hannah because they fancy her. Potentially, and it's a shame because she she can be a good worker. Whether she was the person to win the five star Grand Prix, I don't know, um, and I didn't watch. Um, for this year, she's probably the most. She's sort of like a um, Naito in a way, where like they're not the best. Um, they're not the best worker in the world, but they can put emotion into the match. And to be fair. And for some people in Sardom need that. Like, um, for example, Konami, she needs someone to pull um, emotion out of her. Same with Utami. But just... Yeah. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> that was a great way to end that conversation. Because <laughs> well, to, to, I thought if we kept going, you've got you've managed to get into a Sardom tangent. <laughs> Already. And yeah, you're going to hate the plans I have for after we're done tonight, by the way. Intriguing, um, because um, my plans tonight are probably watching Tokyo Joshi Pro. You're such a fucking Joshi Mark. No, I haven't watched because apparently because I took out the three month of DDT Universe right, and I haven't done anything with it yet. And all of DDT's big shows are like six hours long, and I'm not being funny. I can't be asked spending six hours in a promotion I know nothing about. So, and Tokyo Joshi Pro's big car- 
January 4th, Corican Show is apparently really, really good. So I want to try it. Stack it up against Stardom's latest Corican Show, which to be fair, other than Master Kingdom, is probably a show of the year so far for me. Sorry, spoilers. Is this the anniversary show? Yeah, Stardom Cast on the. Well, we're recording it on the 8th. I don't know when it's coming out, but Stardom <laughs> Cast coming soon. Episode 2 of the Stardom Cast right here on the Podmania Podcasting Network. Anyway. It's felt like ages since we last talked about New Japan, as I alluded to earlier, and that, of course, is off the back of three days, fucking hell, three days of outstanding wrestling, emotion, storytelling, and payoff, which was absolutely amazing. I feel like we've needed this month to recover from that, and I feel like the New Japan fandom is sort of feeling the same. We've had, obviously, Fantastic Mania, which I've heard dribs and drabs about, but I haven't watched, I never do. I know that's the odd good match. It's been on on the background, like the singles, the main events are worth watching, but like for the most part, they are skippable shows, but like if I'm up at nine o'clock doing uni work anyway, I might as well throw them on in the background. Yeah, exactly. I've I've heard from many people that the LIJ matches are worth checking out, but again, it's, it's not really my style. You know, if it is, absolutely go for it. No judgment here. Um, like but... the only Lucha thing I've ever followed is Lucha Underground, and that's mostly because, like, in on one episode, Paul London killed a midget with a hammer to appease a lizard. And like, if you can't, if you can't tell me that as a synopsis and not get me interested, I just, oh god. Um. <laughs> anyway, Brian Cage got a got like a Terminator glove where if he punched someone with it, they died. Conan was absolutely life. fucking bollocks. I'm sorry, it was it's dog ab- shit. It's 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 complete. No, that's the thing. It's complete bollocks when you burn it like weekly. It's just, it's not good. It's fun. No, it's not. It didn't produce any match of the year contenders. It's just fun. Like it's like watching a bad B movie, as in like a B movie, not the B movie. <laughs> Two very different <laughs> things. Two very very. Different. One is like <laughs> Evil Dead. Um, anything by George A. Romero, and the other one is the B movie. <laughs> are you proud? Are you, are you proud that I managed to name a very famous director? Um, yes, but that is immediately negated by the fact that you know so much about the B movie. I don't know so much about the B movie. I just know it exists, and I watched it once with my nieces, and it's awful. Mm. Like, there's not even ironic enjoyment to get out of it. At least in like Shark Tale, there's like. Will Smith is a fish, which has some weird morbid curiosity that I didn't know. I, I never knew I had. But like with Shark, with B movie, it's just sort of like, eh. Like it's about as good as Shrek Four, and Shrek Four was pretty shit. There's a fourth Shrek film. Yeah, Shrek Forever After. It's meant to be the last one, but Shrek Five's coming out soon. Oh, that did a great job. Then is this like the uh, Once in a Lifetime with John Cena um, and The yeah, Rock? <laughs> it is the John Cena Rock of movies. <laughs> Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, the reason we are here, of course, is to preview the upcoming New Beginning Tour. Now, what we'll do is I've got some news to go through to start off with. And then, of course, we have got the Sapporo shows on the 1st and 2nd of February. And then we've got the Osaka show on the 9th of February. So I'll read out the cards. We'll go through any of the big matches, give our predictions very quickly for the undercard, and then obviously we can talk about some of the more important story beats. Before we get into that, Chris, um, something big that obviously we didn't get to talk about before, um, because obviously the last podcast we did was our, our review of Wrestle Kingdom and the New Year Dash shows, is that Manabu Nakanishi 
announced his retirement, um, scheduling it for February the 22nd at Karakowan Hall. He said that as a result of a neck injury, the one that he sustained in 2011, I haven't been able to wrestle to the level I wanted. To, sorry, to the level <laughs> to I wanted. <laughs> and rather than drag things out, I wanted to draw a line in the sand. Um, this instantly, for me makes more sense with him being on the Wrestle Kingdom show, sort of a congratulations on, you know, one last Wrestle Kingdom show. Me and you, Chris, have said on numerous, numerous occasions that Nakanishi is pretty immobile in the ring. He's essentially a tree, yes. And um, I think, pardon me, this, um, this retirement has come at the right time. Um, he's obviously, you know, he's, he's a decorated champion. He's an IWGP heavyweight champion. Uh, one time, he's a three-time IWGP tag team champion, once with Yuji Nagata, once with Satoshi Kojima, and once with Takai Omori. Um, he was a member of the Ever Never Openweight Six-Man Tag Team Champions with Tanahashi and Taguchi, which still boggles my mind. Um, and <laughs> he won the G1 Climax in 1999, which I believe was the G1 Climax 19. Yeah, because it started in... Yeah, no, I'm trying to work I'm trying to work it back, to be honest. Um, this year was 29. Well, this year's 30, isn't it? So it would make sense to be yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, G1 19. Um, or is it G1 9? Oh, um, say that again? It's not G1 9, is it? It's G1 19. Yeah, I am... I'm all right. No, it can't be G119 at all. Right, I'm Googling this. Hang okay. On. Anyway, he's a one-time G1 Climax winner as well. And though his run, no one really remembers, which is a real shame. Um, he's been a stalwart of the company with them through thick and thin. And I think it's an important, important show to show respect for, you know, someone who will be missed on those undercard tags. Um, we have... We are very quickly running out of dads to make fun of. They are dropping like flies, not dying, obviously, thank Christ. But, yeah, what this means for World Tag League, which unfortunately seems to be Nakanishi's only real foray into hard New Japan as opposed to undercards, um, will this mean that Nagata and Kojima tag up? I'd love to see that. Um, it is G19. It was G19. Yeah, because if you think about it, last year was 29, the 90s were 20 years ago. Of course, ago. that makes more sense. Maths. Well, now we're actually 1990s, 30 years ago. How does that make you feel? Um, well, I knew I was going to be 30 this year anyway, so to be perfectly honest, it, it makes no odds to me. People seem to have this thing about turning 30. I, I really do not give a I, shit. I blame, I blame friends. Friends made it a big deal. <laughs> but, but also, I'm like, I'm turning 23 in a couple of weeks. I'm like, nobody likes you when you're 23. I'm turning 23 next week. Fuck. Sorry, have you just referenced Blink-182? Yes. You legend. You absolute legend. <laughs> so you that'd be a way to your heart. Because I'm going to go on a lot about Tai Chi in this podcast, so I thought I'd all get the good points in while I can. I I didn't doubt that for a moment. So, got, um, Chris, opinion. <laughs> Did you wow. Oh, my God, I nearly Fuck called you Garth. Wow. You nearly called me Garth. Like, do I sound Jordy? Well, everyone seems to think that Chris uh, Garth is the Scottish one. So it gets very confusing because he's the only one with an accent. He is the only one with an accent, and it's awful. <laughs> it's not an awful as in accent. Ac- <laughs> as in your accent, though. Like, I could do a Jody accent, and it would be awful, but that's fine because that's just how we talk. 
So what is your opinion then, Chris? Have you got any thoughts on Nakanishi's retirement? Do you think it's come too soon, too early? What are your thoughts? I think it's come a bit too late, to be honest. Like, um, I completely understand why he kept going. Like, I think it, New Japan's definitely a sort of tough-it-out type promotion, which can arguably be a bad thing, but at the end of the day, there's a massively reduced rate of catastrophic injury as compared to the WWE. Um... Yeah, it was always going to happen, wasn't it? And like, he's a company man, so like, of course, we're going to give him a send off, and it's a suspectable enough send off. Like, he's not a liger, so he's not going to get that massive send off. But like, musical level seems about fine. Just yeah, just and just sad. We have like, what dads do we have left of an hour to make fun of? Because both Nagata and Kojima could still go. So we've pretty much got Tenzan. You got Tenzan, yeah, but the problem is Tenzan used to be good, so it's very, very, very hard to make fun of it because, like, both Izuka and um, Nakanishi. Nakanishi, like, you keep going back, back, and like, I can't find anything worth watching from Nakanishi, quite frankly. Like, I watched his G One win, I watched his title win, and so like, they're fine, they're fine enough matches, but like, obviously around the dark age of New Japan, what I'm really but like the first thing that comes to mind when I think of Naganishi, which is can't be very good, is I was once playing the story mode in Fire Pro, and it was him and Oka on one side, and I'm pretty sure they just used the same sprite. <laughs> it's just the same I person can... duplicated. I li- like it was me and fucking I think Tiger Mask versus those two, and I was like, I cannot tell the difference. I really cannot tell the fucking difference. <laughs> right. Who's pinning me right now? No, literally, I think the goal was um, pin Nakanishi, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I think this is Nakanishi. Um, what, the thing that really stuck out to me was he's had this injury, this spinal injury, since 2011. It's it's yeah. ridiculous. He got it June the 4th. My niece has been alive. Exactly. June the that 4th, is. he got it. And that's that's baffling that he has wrestled this long at this reduced mobility, this reduced sort of being able to work, so to speak. And I think, yeah, absolutely is his time to finish. Especially... There's a certain point where you just have to go, mate, stop. (laughs) Yeah, and again... You brought it up very well that, you know, it is a tough it out company. He's a company man. He wanted to do his bit. And obviously, you know, there is a space in those those undercard tags. The only problem I is that they're just going to fill that up with people like Hanare who needs the push. No, exactly. Like, I think him going is good because now his space and undercard can be put, like, in theory with someone younger who can use, who needs the experience. Whereas, like, he's. Like, with the best one in the world, he's not going to get better, is he? Is this Nakanishi you're still talking about? Yes. Yeah, no. I think if his World Tag League proved anything, and don't forget this is a tournament where you aren't in the ring for the entire time, you know, grueling as it is, I'm not I'm not understating how grueling it is, um, he was noticeably slower than every other competitor in the ring. And don't forget, you know, Tenzan was in the ring and he walks on the outside of his foot. So, I think it is time. I think it's a good point to stop. 
Um, I hope he gets a lot of fanfare at this show. I hope he gets the respect he deserves. I'll watch it certainly just for just for nostalgia's sake. But yeah, um, Nakanishi retiring February the twenty second. It'll be on World, I have no doubt, and it's at Corican, so it should be a decent show. It's a race. It's a race. It's what will come up in World first for USA shows or. Oh. Nakanishi's retirement. Well, I'm really glad that you bought up the USA shows because... Segway! Um, the new beginning shows in the USA have been taking place. Um, I haven't watched any of them whatsoever because obviously they haven't been put on world yet. But the big thing at the moment, Chris, that has come out of any of the USA shows with two left as we record is that in the new beginning USA event in Durham, North Carolina... Um, <laughs> Unannounced appearance of Marty Skrull. I'm set, sorry, this is Durham. <laughs> set the Twitterverse a talking um, because he seems not only does he seem to be pledging not his future to New Japan by any stretch of the imagination, but he seems to be continuing his work with New Japan and obviously with his new role as head booker of Ring of Honor, potentially that brings more Ring of Honor talent over and will sort of smelts those relationships so they can sort of forge again but also he's challenged super uh, switchblade jay white at the upcoming supercard of honor event at april 4th as well what is your opinion chris on marty skirl do you want to see more of him are you happy that you're going to see more of him obviously best of the super juniors is what four months away so it seems almost set in stone that if Marty Skrull is appearing at a New Japan show, he's going to be back in the best of the Super Juniors. What else do you think? First of all, do we have like do we have to review Supercard of Honor or can we just skip that? When we're not watching Supercard of Honor. Good. So so it doesn't count. No. Because last year you made me watch Honor Rising. <laughs> well to be fair I watched Honor Rising as well and I, I regret that decision massively. That never again. Um, I regret watching about half of G1 Supercard as well. Apart from that, like, I don't regret the Revolution Dalton Castle match because of that rant you went on. But um, yeah, no, I'm, ha- I'm always happy to see Mike come along. He's great. He's really good. Um, the only thing I don't like is that it gets all the fucking... How do I put this? You know the people who watch watched New Japan for clout? We've discussed this before and it baffles both of us. You know the people who like still watch five hours of WWE... WWE week, hate all of it, and then watch New Japan at the end of a month to pretend they're into into wrestling outside of WWE. Yes, I do know what you mean now. Yes, um, but it's bringing them out going, "Oh, my go back when the Bullet Club was good." And I'm sort of like, "You're clearly not watching." Like, I saw someone describe the current Bullet Club as NWO well, Wolfpack, and I'm sort of like, "Kenny Omega's Bullet Club in the latter years can more be described as that than current Bullet Club." I have seen a couple of people reference Bullet Club in its current in- incarnation, actually, as not as NWO Wolfpack, but sort of not pining for the elite, but sort of, you know, referencing the fact that that was the era. And it's like, well, no, not at all. I mean, it was it's a good era and it bought some great matches, but that's because Kenny Omega's a great worker. I don't think it helped the Bullet Club. In fact, that entire Bullet Club Civil War storyline was a complete farce. Um so yeah, no one really got over from that, did they? Like everyone sort of lost stock for, all the way through that because, like, for half the time, it like until someone turned up, until Ishimori came out with God, and I couldn't figure out when Ishimori laid. No, exactly. They it seemed a lot of 
I don't know whether it was supposed to be longer term and they just pulled the trigger too early or if it was just going to be a snap thing and they held on too long. It just it seemed very, very clunky. And I'm not blaming the participants in that. I'm not blaming the elite for that at all. But this... I blame Cody because fucking Cody's New Japan works unforgivable now that I'm seeing what he's doing in AEW. <laughs> Cody wasn't great in this entire situation. Um, but and he kept putting himself at... in prominent positions. I know. You look at... Bullet Club now and what Bullet Club were when Prince Devitt started it, they were the Gaijin heels who everyone hated that just fucked things up. They are back to doing that now. Yeah, like I was I was thinking about this the other day. Everyone in Bullet Club is some kind with the exception of one, which is Yujiro, and it's very hard to like Yujiro. Um, is some sort of outsider, so like Phantasmo, Fale, GOD and all that uh, actual foreigners and Ishimori and Kenta and Noah guys. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it works. I think if you don't like Bullet Club, they're doing their job because the whole point of the Bullet Club was that they didn't want to be like they were a heel yeah, group. And they actively like it's not like WWE heels are like Corbin and Evans or whatever. Although Evans is a face now, if the rumble was to be believed. But it's not like WWE heels where they end up just boring you. Like when Kenta comes out, you're like, oh fuck Kenta, fuck Kenta. Like that's actually in one of our text chains where I saw. <laughs> I was like, oh man, that was awesome. Fuck Kenta, though. <laughs> and you were like, yeah, man, fuck Kenta. Yeah, man, fuck Kenta. Um, well, although we both wholeheartedly love Jay White. We do, and that's because we, we adore his in-ring style. But the elite made Bullet Club cool. They were the cool heels that you know you yeah. want that and you I, liked. And I don't, I don't like that. Like, especially with the ability of hindsight, I fucking hate that. If you're going to be a heel faction, like you shouldn't be a cool heel faction. No, exactly. Like, at that point, the only heel faction in New Japan was Suzuki Gun. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, whether that's Marty Skill... Well, obviously, it's not Marty Skill's fault, but Marty Skill, generally, I thought he had... Obviously, he wasn't part of the Bullet Club in his last foray into New Japan, which is, of course, Best of Super Juniors 26, which, you know, we had a good tournament. still doing Enterprises. I don't watch Ring of Honor. I know he's turned up in NWA, but I don't watch that either. Um, is he still doing Villain Enterprises? One would assume so, yes, because I believe Flip Gordon is now a part of that as well. I don't know where. Yeah, I know that because from the um, Villain Inc. Um, vlog series he did, which was actually quite fun. We ended up in Bolton, which is weird. But um, yeah, to be fair, the best member of that is PCO. I want to see anyone prove me wrong. I don't know if PCO is still part of this because obviously he's the Ring of Honor champion at the moment. I don't know where Brody King is. I believe he's injured, is he, at the moment? Yeah, he got in, he got injured on the UK tour. So where Villain Enterprises stands at the moment, I don't know. Um, would you be interested in a Marty Skill program for the junior title? Sure. Yeah, um, they had a good match in Super Juniors a couple of years ago. Him and Hiromu, but like everyone has a good match with Hiromu. I'm trying to think if there's anyone I'd be actively annoyed who was taking the spot in front of. Well, if you think like, about I, last year, like, if, if, is who's Hiromu facing on the um, New Beginning tour again? Really? Is he facing anyone? Really? Because right. after that, honestly, if, if alright, cool. If a if a Bullet Club um, Lij feud is going to continue, he'll I think he'll naturally go into fighting someone from Bullet Club. So Ishimori then. Or Phantasma. I think I know. I'm I'm dying for an Ishimori 
rematch as much as you are, but I think they'll have Fantasma because people will hate it more. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. I don't like the idea of the styles between Fantasma and Hiromu. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm with you 100%. I think any sort of Hiromu match is a good Hiromu match because Hiromu can drag anyone to a good match. But is it a case of uh, is is Fantasmo going to be able to hang with the pace of Hiromu? I, I'm not 100% sure. He hangs with Osprey. Osprey goes as fast as Hiromu. We'll see. We'll see. Quick point. Who do you think is a better in-ring worker, Osprey or Takahashi? Oofed. Okay. So it completely depends what you're into. <laughs> I know that's like the most like chicken shit answer you can give. I personally prefer Osprey. Okay, interesting. Why? I know you. I know. Um, I th- I prefer his um, Musa. I think he does a better job at subverting spots. Um, people signature spots than Hiromu does. Like I've per- like I don't know if you agree with me, but I personally saw Osprey's fingerprints all over the Wrestle Kingdom match. Um, I he I like how he tries to. He's slowly been going away from all these crazy bumps. Mm. Like he, like you look at his, like his best match of last year with Shingo, and it's all like there's no landmark Osprey bollocks. Like that, there wasn't a ton of stupid bumps, or like enough for, to be satisfying. And that was it. Same with his matches with Okada. Like his matches with Ibushi are a bit different in that, that, that regard. But yeah, he's starting to move away from that. Like I put it this way: Osprey can, to me can convincingly wrestle anyone. Hiromu at this moment cannot. Like I can't see like if Hiromu was in the ring with like an Okada, I could not see that. I can see that being a good match. I cannot see Hiromu standing a chance. Where like Osprey, despite never having beaten Okada, I can see having a chance. No, I'm, I I'm with you. Part of that is, but I, I'm, I understand part of that's booking, but and I know Hiromu is like your favorite. I didn't like. I was I was trying to be um, political as not to shit on your favorite because I also love Hiromu. Just I prefer Osprey. No, like, and, I'm with and you one hundred percent. Title reign. Oh, okay, good. His junior title reign definitely should have come into an end at Wrestle Kingdom though because he's wrestled fucking everyone. So exactly, it'll be interesting to see if Osprey will be in the best of Super Juniors this year or whether they go right. You are now a heavyweight, just like Shingo. Um. You talked about oh, Marty yeah, Skrull not want you're not wanting Marty Skrull to take the place of anyone. Shingo isn't going to be in the best of Super Juniors this year. It's debatable whether Osprey will be. I'd like to see him in it again just because he's Osprey and he has great matches, but that's beside the point. So Skrull, if you think Skrull takes Shingo's position, I don't really see Skrull. And anyway, Skrull was in last year, so yeah, no, I don't think Skrull's gonna like. I think saying. Because uh, when you said that, I was thinking about a thread I saw earlier where someone says, I want to see Marty in the G1. I'm sort of like, when you look at the G1 field last year, there's no one you can really lose. Like, maybe Fale, but someone from Bullet Club would have to take his place. Um, although, he's facing White, isn't he? That's an interesting match. I wouldn't hate that match. Um, obviously, it's Ring of Honor, so it's completely different. But here's the thing with Ring of Honor. Nothing from Ring of Honor I hate. It's just dumb. At like, the moment, I, I don't actively dis- yeah, well, I don't actually dislike anything I ever see on Ring of Honor. Even Matt Taven, which everyone seems to actively dislike, I think he's fairly. I think he's fine. Yeah. No, he, no, uh, no, he's not. No, he's not, Chris. He's no, dull as he's fuck. He's fine. Well, 
that's what I meant by fine. <laughs> like, I describe a lot of people who are dull as fine. Like, he's a fair worker who can have a good, really good match when put in with the right person. Jay Lethal was not that person. Um, I don't know. The problem is, there's no way New Japan, there's no way New Japan's having Marty go over um, White. I'd be surprised. I'd be very, like, very surprised. Because if we're going, if we're using Wrestling Kingdom as a tier list, White is their number three guy. He's one of the four pillars, isn't he? If we're going on that, yeah, he's one of the four pillars. And if we're going, on, if we're also going on that, um, he won one match and Kota Ibushi won none, so he's third. Yeah, if you're using that as your barometer, absolutely. Um, but anyway, that's enough talk about Marty Skrull. I just wanted to get a feel for how we, how what you think of him. How do you think he's still got a place in New Japan? I personally think he has. I think you know, there's nothing to lose from having him. New Japan always bring in um, random foreigners, and like I'd rather have a skill than a Jericho. Like I'd rather have somewhat skill who like commit to an actual tour rather than Jericho just coming in and fucking off. So yeah, I think I I agree with that. So. Chris, let's dive into these new beginning cards then. So the first show um, is on Saturday, February the 1st, 2020, and this is in, pardon me, Hokkaido. So running down the card, we have got the first match, a tag match between Yuya Uemura and Tiger Mask taking on Elfant, the Bullet Club team of El Fantasmo and Taiji Shimori. The second match is a six-man tag match between Toa Hanare, Tomoaki Honma, and Togi Makabe and the team of Yota Suji, Manabu Nakanishi, and Hiroyoshi Tenzan. Another tag match, this time an eight-man tag match, third up, between Taguchi, Sho, and Yo, and Will Ospreay taking on the Suzuki-gun team of Doki. Yes, he's back. Yoshinobu Kanemaru, El Desperado, and Zack Sabre Jr., Fourth match is a special tag match between Robbie Eagles and Ryu Lee and Bushi and Hiromu Takahashi. Your fifth match is a tag match special tag between the LIJ team of Sonata and your double champion Tetsuya Naito and the Bullet Club team of Jay White and Kenta, which was also your main event of New Year Dash. The sixth match is another special tag match between John Moxley and Kazuchika Okada taking on Minoru Suzuki and Taichi. Semi-main, seventh match, special singles match between Tomohiro Ishii and Evil. And then your main event is the eighth match, a never open weight championship match between the challenger Shingo Takagi and your 28th champion, Hiroki Goto. So, Chris, what we'll do, we'll go through up until the um, Sonata Tetsuya Naito match and we'll give our very quick predictions. I don't think there's much storytelling taking place in this. So, your first match was Uemura, Tiger Mask, taking on Bullet Club's El Fantasmo and Taiji Shimori. Of course, Bullet Club's going to win this. But, very quick question what happens when Tiger Mask retires? Are we just going to get another one? I would have thought so. I think it's. I hope. I, well. From what I'm led to believe, they are absolutely not doing that with Liger. So I think it, well, with no, them already the having done it. The second for... Liger was when Jericho played Silver Liger. Was that, was that what it's called? Like Battle? No, that's not Battle Liger. Wasn't it just White Liger? Evil Liger. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, the shit that's Liger. That... To White Lightning to not make me laugh. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. Like, there's a bunch of young Lions. Because Tiger Mask doesn't exactly have a complicated moveset. No, as long as you can do a butterfly suplex off the top rope, you're fine. Yeah, do that, and also do a decent sober, and you're grand. So, like, honestly, I'd, get, I'd just give it to a young lion, to be honest. 
Just a particular young line you've got your eye on? Well, all of them. Um, Umino? No, no, not, not Umino. Um, Narita. Really? Would you put Narita under a mask I... after the best that Super Juniors Tory had? Maybe not. Kawato? It'll be interesting. Um, I'd potentially put someone who's not pegged for big things. I mean, a Suji, potentially. I know Suji's a heavyweight and a no, lot that, bigger. Bomb, the only the young line I can think who wasn't tipped for better things was Suji, and he's too big to be a Tiger Mask. Um, yeah, I mean, it could be Uemra, but Uemra looks great. It's not going to be any of the LA Dojo guys, so... Yeah, it, it, yeah. But, but if they were going to do that, they put Black Tiger on one of them. Yeah, I think actually no. All Japan owns Black Tiger. How the fuck has that happened? I don't know. I didn't know that was a thing. No, yeah, no. Black Tiger at seven, I think is no because it's seven or eight because um one of the black last Black Tiger before the current one, believe it or not, was Ishii. In all Japan, I don't know. I just know, I just know that Black Tiger is in all Japan. Black Tiger and was like, make... in um, New Japan. He was at Wrestle Kingdom Eleven. It was ACH. That was Tiger the Dark, not Black oh, Tiger. Oh, okay, fair enough then. Tiger Wrestling. Right, I'll answer this question as you go through the card. <laughs> okay, I mean, I'm getting Bully Club as well. Uh, we'll move on then while Chris is trying to find out more about Black Tiger. Second match, of course, was that six-man tag team match between Hanare, Homer, and Makabe. Oh, okay, okay. He was um, Black Tiger 7 was in New Japan, and now he's a freelancer, um, most notably working in all Japan. There you go. But as Black Tiger, so does he own the gimmick, or did, like, did they just not care enough to sue the Black fucking Tiger? I just don't think they give a shit, to be That's perfectly fine. honest. Um, six-man tag then, like I said, Hanare, Homer, and Makabe taking on Suji, Nakanishi, and Tenzan. Who have you got? Um, Homna, Makabe, and... Because, like, this, I like how, like, only two people, maybe, three people in this match can move. It's not going to be a barnstormer, is it? Yeah, Makabe, Hanari, um, Hanari and Suji are... All completely mobile. Makabe is somewhat mobile, and the rest of them are basically tree trunks. Makabe will come in, shame. take his two traditional bumps, and then that's it. Yeah, and then, like, this is a shame because I fucking love Homna in his prime. Homna's great. Well, he was. Um, I'm going to go with the he team. He still of... wears the massive mask, which I love. Yeah, he does. I'm going to go with the team of Hanare. Uh, the other team's got a young lion on it. It's, it's telegraphing it fairly obviously, and obviously. I'm going to keep on this story of Hanare. You said about Wrestle Kingdom and Ben. You said about Wrestle Kingdom and Ben. I got through, I got that point and won night one. So you did, but I won night two and I'm still four points ahead of you. So, oops, it's rigged. Your fake news, sad. <laughs> uh, Eight man tag team of Taguchi, Shoyo, and Osprey taking on the team of Doki, Kanemaru, Desperado, and Zack. Who have you got and why? This thing, Doki is very obviously brought back to be a four guy because this is setting up both the Super Junior tag titles and the Rev Pro title. So, like, none of them are taking the pin unless we're doing a shock thing. So, it's either Taguchi or Do- Doki taking the plan. And Taguchi almost won Super Juniors last year, whereas Doki got two points. So, I'm going to say Doki. Yeah, so you gave the Chaos lose. team, yeah. Yes. Um, for the exact same reason, same almost reason. word for word, I'm going for Chaos. Um, there's absolutely not a chance. After they've just given Taguchi the rub out over Liger and after his um, his tournament 
um, last year and the match he had against Ishimori as well, don't forget, they aren't having him take the fall to Dookie. So I feel Doki's taking the pin there. Chaos <laughs> I like how win. Keep, I, li- I like how many different ways we have of saying Doki. Doki. Because <laughs> to be honest, it's either like, for me, it's either like Doki as in like Doki Doki Literature Club. Or... Uh... Um, do you know what Doki Doki? No, we don't have the time. Oh, Dookie, the Green Day, the classic Green Day album. The only good Green Day album, I would argue. Well, you'd be wrong, but. Um, I, you're a pop punk kid, though. I just feel like Insomniac is an absolute banger, and anyone who I, doesn't think oh, it is is ridiculous. I'm not, I'm not glad I forgot about Insomniac. I do agree with you there. Um, we'll move on then to the first special tag team match. This one promises to be absolutely outstanding, obviously setting up um, the Ryu Lee-Hiromu match for later on. Uh, Robbie Eagles and Ryu Lee taking on L.I.J. Bushi and Hiromu. Um, I'm going with um, a Ryu Lee victory, um, probably over Bushi. Um, I did think briefly that Hiromu might get the victory with Robbie Eagles having rolled him up at uh, the Road to Tokyo Dome shows. But if you want to hype this match even further, not that it needs much. I mean, really broke Takahashi's fucking neck. But if you want to hype this even more, you give really that. that all that much. I'm very surprised about that. Well, it's because they had that, you know, really inconvenient Liger retirement in the middle of it, which, you know. Oh, my God. Which was lovely. How dare you, Liger. And uh, which was, you know, it was great. And it was great to see the future of the junior division against the, the old junior division. But I don't know. I just, I feel like that sort of ruined the storyline between these two, which is why I didn't want to see this as soon as this. I wanted to leave this for maybe a Dominion or, you know, this is a big, a big match. Um, but yeah, I think really is going to get the victory here over Bushi. What about you? I completely agree. Cause here you have three of the best juniors in New Japan and Bushi. So. <laughs> Poor Bushi. <laughs> to be fair, like he was, Really good when he was feuding with Kushida, but that was sort of Kushida's division, and that was a very different junior division now than that it is now. I agree. Um, I do miss Kushida though. <sighs> Fucking they're in the process. I, I every time I tune into NXT, the son of a process is doing fuck all with him, and it's like, baby boy, please come home. <laughs> Look at what we can do with you. We promise we'll use you. We'll make, we'll make you an open weight. <laughs> we'll use you too much and Chris will hate you again, but still. <laughs> um, fifth match, special tag team match. LIJ, Sonata and Tetsuya Naito take on Bullet Club, Jay White and Kenta. Who have you got and why? I think it's going to be Bullet Club getting their win back. Because they lost uh, um Dash. Tagley. That Dash, not Tagley. But like, which is weird, because it doesn't feel like Bullet Club lost at Dash, but they did. <laughs> They did a very good job of subverting it. <clears throat> yeah. And to be honest, I can see Kent pinning Sonata. Or like, even like, I've, honestly, what I can, bold, bold, bold prediction, Jay White pins Naito, sets up, sets up a rematch for um, one of the next time they'd be. What's the next? Hang on, I'm trying to think when's the next. It would be Secure Genesis next time they'd be defending, eh? No, because Sakura Genesis they defend against the winner of the uh, New Japan Cup, so unless Jay Cup. White wins the New Japan Cup, which I'm not saying I'm against, um, we'd I'd be end... in for that. I know, but do you really want another Jay White-Naito match? 
considering it was a protected match in New Japan for so long, we then seem to have had it so many times. Yeah, we've we've just had a trilogy. Yeah, um, I don't know we'll talk about. I don't want to go and do a new Japan Cup tangent because we could literally be here all day. But um, yeah, I guess I just want Jay White to get opportunities. To be honest, I, th- I think Jay White might just face whoever gets the IC title next. Yeah, that could, I I could see that. I think that's a nice thing to tie Jay White over until he's hot again for the for the heavyweight division. Um, I'm going Bullet Club as well. I think they need to absolutely fucking pile on that heat on Kenta, and I can just see some despicable shenanigans. Really, really, really make Naito and Sonata look like chumps. Um, it heats them up absolutely. Um, even though you've got to be careful with how much Naito loses, having just won the championship. Um, you know, having been in that tournament under, let's call it, dubious circumstances. Because um, apparently Tai Chi is your gateway to get into that tournament, but there we are. Tai Chi is very hard to beat. You know who else Tai Chi has beat? Will Ospreay. Have you beaten Will Ospreay? No, you haven't, Rob. Shut your stupid fucking mouth. Now, <laughs> next match is Tai Chi. <laughs> so we move on to the sixth match, another special tag match. John Moxley and Kazuchika Okada versus Minoru Suzuki and Tai Chi. Chris, who have you got and why is it Tai Chi? Tai Chi's going to fuck up Okada, right? And then he's going to go outside. And you know who's going to fuck up Moxley? Mihuabe, because Moxley's that much of a bitch. Tai Chi rules supreme, yes. Are you going Suzuki gun then? Yes. Right. For any particular reason or just because of your unparalleled love for Taiji? Well, also, I feel like Suzuki needs a win going into facing Moxley more than Okada needs a win, or Moxley needs a win going into facing Suzuki or Taiji. Also, um, I do enjoy, we'll go into more of this later on, but I do enjoy that Suzuki and Moxley's feud is basically they want to hate fuck each other. Yeah, there is a there's a very very grudging respect between two absolute fucking behemoths, and I, it's great. There's no storyline. It's just look. I know you're a hard <laughs> motherfucker. You're the reason I wanted to come to New Japan. Let's fuck things up. I love that. Absolutely love it. I'm going to disagree with you, and the only reason I'm going to disagree with you is on a technicality. I think Chaos. Well, I say Chaos. Okada and Moxley. I think their team is going to win, but via DQ. And the reason they're going to win via DQ is because Taichi is going to fuck up Okada that much that um, there's going to be a DQ. Because Taichi, I don't think he's beating Okada in the singles match, and we'll talk about that later on, uh, spoilers. But I feel like you need to make Taichi look as much of a badass as is humanly possible. And I think he's the person... Out of the three, Okada, Moxley, Suzuki, Taichi, at the moment, even though he had a great year last year, is still a little bit of the odd one out in this four. He's still not quite on that level. He will be, absolutely, in this year, he will be. But I think he needs to be made to look like a fucking vicious dickhead. And I think the best way to do that is to absolutely fuck Okada up. And I think that will lead to a DQ. Do you agree with my booking? Do you like my booking? Or are you just like, Tai Chi, take a loss. Fuck you, Rob. As Honestly, as long as Tai Chi looks strong, I'm happy. I think Tai Chi's got to look strong in this match. To make to make that singles match look matter. Strong in every match. Because <laughs> to be fair, he had a really good G1, which flies under the radar because B-Block was so fucking good this year. Oh, that B-Block was great. No, but like when you look at like he had a better G one than a, be- a more consistent G one than Jeff Cobb, even though I think Jeff Cobb had better overall match. Like both Tai Chi and Juice Robinson have very consistent G ones, but like none of their matches 
with the exception of like two, could be considered like a match of G1. Like um, Jesus' match with um, Markley can be considered for match of G1 just because of the heat it had, and then Tai Chi's with Ishii for the same reason. But like, oh, it was such a good G1 this year, wasn't it? Oh, it was so Holy good. Shit. Such a so oh good. yeah, it was so good. Um, moving on then to another member of the B block, and we move on to our special singles match between Ishii and Evil. Every single time these two face off, it's great. Um, just to literally, they're like two bulls like, just hitting each it's other. Like a, it's like a Tenru split into two, and, and then the two Tenru clones started beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> um, I believe last time these two faced off, it was at, uh, I don't think it was Dominion. Was it the show before it was that? It was Dontaku, of course, because Ishii then had the number one contendership for the Never title and beat Taichi. That reason and that reason only, Evil's winning this. Yeah, because I don't think, honestly, like as much as we chat on Goto's title reign, it's near the end of it where he kept winning it back after one defense. I want Goto to have, hold it to at least Dominion. And then I want the other person to hold it to at least the end of Tag League, etc. I want a couple long reigns for the never because it's finally got its identity back like ishii evo Sh- evil shingo goto kent these are all really good um similarish styles to have in that division and and it makes it credible again yeah absolutely so i'm completely down with evil winning and then because like evil and goto i can't remember the last time they faced we weren't in the same g1 block i don't think uh no they weren't no. so like yeah i'll be going yeah, I don't think it's a match we've been overexposed to. And like I said, every time I saw them, even in the lead up to Duntaku, I really, really enjoyed their exchanges because Ishii's a very, very simple man. He just likes to hurt people. <laughs> Evil, very simple man. He just wants to larry at you. That's that's literally all he wants to do. And, and then maybe an STO, maybe a Darkness Falls. Depends how he feels that day. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. He's just angry because his fiance's in, in America. Maybe, maybe. Um, so we're both going evil. That brings us to our final match, the main event, the Never Openweight Championship match between Goto and Shingo. Who are you going for and why? Oh, I think you know, Rob. I think you know. It's Goto. Of course it's Goto. Yes, Goto. Um, just, it just makes logical booking sense going on. I think this is going to be great. Like, oh my god, how good was their um, destruction match? Yes, um, don't get me wrong, that destruction match was great. Um, and I think anytime Shingo is in the ring, it's going to be great. I think with a title on the line, it adds a little bit more heat to the match that I think destruction lacked a little bit, even though, like I said, that was still a great match. Goto is winning here. Because he's the champion. He's only just won the belt back. He's finally hot again after being so cold and being so boring. He's finally hot again. Such a shirt. Yeah, exactly. Having the best shirt of 2019. We are never letting that shirt go. It's on sale. And honestly, it's $30. If it was $25, that would be about as much as I'd pay for it. Um, Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd pay for it just because it's one of those shirts that's so shit it's almost infamous. We'd get two and we'd have like lad shirts for Blackpool and then Garth might ask why he wasn't included and it's like, well, you should be on the um, Young Lion run. Don't miss out on these in-jokes. <laughs> um, Shingo, this is his division, I think, for now. Um, 
I'd love to see I'm, him. I'm, I'm cool with that, to be honest. I think eventually he'll move on to the IC title scene, um, but especially while that's still tied up in the in the upper echelon, I don't think Shingo's going near that for now. I think this heavyweight, I think I'd love to see him maybe go for the US title, especially if my prediction comes true. I'd no, love to if, see that. If, it, if we're going to keep Bullet Club and LIJ um, going, maybe he'll maybe Jay White will win the IC title on a B show and then Shingo wins for New Japan Cup and challenges Jay White. It would certainly be very interesting. Um, so that is the 1st of February. The following day... On Sunday, February the 2nd, we have the second new beginning in Sapporo show again from Haikaido. So I will read out the matches again, Chris, and then we'll go through bit by bit giving predictions. So the first match is a singles match between Toa Hanare and Yota Suji. Second match is a six-man tag match between the team Yuya Uemura, Tom- Tomowaki Homme and Togi Makabe taking on the team of Tiger Mask, Manabu Nakanishi and Hiroyoshi Tenzan. We've then got another singles match between Gabriel Kidd, who is looking fucking stacked, and El Fantasmo. <laughs> then we move on to a six-man tag between Robbie Eagles, Tomohiro Ishii, and Hiroki Goto. Chaos taking on the LIJ team of Bushi, Evil, and Shingo, the current never openweight six-man tag team champions. Fifth match is another special eight-man tag match, which is basically the same as the previous night, but not quite, and that's really important, between Taguchi, Sho, Yo, and John Moxley, taking on Dawuki, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, El Desperado, and Minoru Suzuki. We then move on to the sixth match, a special six-man tag team match, LIJ team of Hiromu Takahashi, Sanada, and Tetsuya Naito, taking on the team of Taiji Shimori, Jay White, and Kenta, and then we move on to the two final matches, the semi-main event for the British Heavyweight Championship match, the challenger Will Ospreay taking on the champion Zack Sabre Jr., and then eighth match, main event, special singles match, Kazuchika Okada taking on Tai Chi. So, before we move on to the main event matches, definitely the weaker of the two cards. Um... You know what? I'm gonna say it's about on par. Um, but top to bottom, I think this will be better. The main events of night one will be better. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm thinking your tag match between Ryu Lee, um, Robbie Eagles, Bushi and Hiromu was on the undercard there, wasn't it? You had um, Evil and uh, sorry, Sonada and Tetsuya Naito taking on Switchblade and Kenta. I think you've got that as well on the undercard. Whereas here you've got. A lot of Young Lion matches, a lot of multi-man tags. You know, in fact, aside from the final two matches, it's all multi-man tags, not even just tag matches. Um, I'm not saying they won't be great. They will be great, but that's beside the point. Um, so let's let's go on to um, let's go on to this card anyway. So we move on first match: Tohanari Yotosuji. Toa's going to win. Let's not waste time. Yeah. Toa is going to win. Tohanari absolutely going to win. Uh, second match, the team of Uemura, Homa, and Makabe taking on Tiger Mask, Nakanishi, and Tenzan. Who are you going for, Chris? There's a young lion on one side, but on the other hand, Nakanishi's on the other side. Yeah, um, and Tenzan. This is going to be bad. Um, now, to be fair, I think Tiger Mask is more likely to drop just through the fact that he's a junior. I'm going to go with Tiger Mask, Nakanishi, and Tenzan. I think we'll give Tenz- um, Nakanishi a few um, pops with the um, torture rack before they retire him. So, 
Uh, he can be a young lion and a young lion won't get hurt. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Nakanishi needs a couple of victories before he retires, so this will make perfect sense with the young line being on the GBH team. Um, we move on to the singles match, which is third match up. Gabriel Kidd having a single match with El Fantasmo. I am so proud of Gabriel. <laughs> I cannot believe this is the same person. You go on to New Japan um, 1972 and you look at his little thumbnail. He is shredded. You... He has a whole page dedicated to him. I cannot believe... That he, that is the same person that, that was on the What Culture Pro Wrestling shows. Yeah, to be fair, one of the first um, the first wrestling show I ever went to that wasn't like a like a shit USA versus UK um, indie show was What Culture, and holy, holy shit, Gabriel Kidd is younger than me. <laughs> the people like that do exist, Chris. No, but like I keep forgetting because like literally all my friends are older than me. All right, Chris. But anyway, right, I, put sorry. your dick but, away. Um... <laughs> Just put your dick away. But um, yeah, he was like a pudgy kid of a losing streak, and I was like, "Holy shit, what the fuck, boy? I'd fuck." I mean, yeah, it's it's incredible. I mean, he is not winning here. Good God, he's not, no, he's not winning no, here. He is, he is absolutely not winning here. But I'm so happy for him because, like, he was in the opening match against BT Gun, and he got his ass handed to him because it was BT Gun. No, it, he. If his work is the same as what I remember, and if he continues on his ascent to become what looks like an absolute fucking Adonis, I see big things in the uh, in the future of Gabriel Kidd. We'll go yeah, on to the. That is, that is someone like an, any current indie card would scream for. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Sixth, uh, sorry, six-man tag then. Fourth match up, we have the team of Robbie Eagles, Tomohiro Ishii, and Hiroki Goto taking, Goto? Goto taking on the team of Bushi, <laughs> Evil, and Shingo. Um, I'm going to go for L.I.J. here, simply because Goto will have beaten Shingo on night one. Uh, it'll be nice for Shingo to get some heat back, maybe pinning a Robbie Eagles. Um, you know, Bushi's there as a fall guy, but I think L.I.J. needs a little bit of wind back here, even though I've had Evil beating Ishii. Um, Chris, what do you think? Here's the thing, yeah, five of the best in New Japan and then Bushi. <laughs> uh, that joke is never going to get old. No. <laughs> in the best of the Super Juniors. So you've got, you've got one of the best workers in New Japan in Yo and Bushi. <laughs> you've got one of the best junior commentators in Rocky Romero and, and Bushi. Bushi. <laughs> you have the best of the Super Juniors and Bushi. <laughs> I'm just checking if he's on the uh, Osaka card because I don't think he is. Oh, bless him. No, he is He is not on the Osaka card. <laughs> Who have okay, you got? So that's the last and Bushi joke. Of the... it's, it's for new and Knuckles. It is, um... yes. <laughs> Sonic 3 and Bushi. Um, see, I was initially going to go because Bushi's a very obvious fall guy. But yeah, I do agree. Shingo will probably need a... Win and also, if all thing goes right, Evil will be number one contender, so he'll need to look strong too. So yeah, I'm going to go with LJ. Good call. Um, fifth match then, special special eight man tag match. We've got the team of Taguchi, Show, Yo, and John Moxley taking on Dawawuki, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, El Desperado, and Minoru Suzuki. Um, motherfucker, stop that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Chris. Who've you got, and why do you have them? 
Um, once again, Doki is such an obvious fall guy, but uh, and also John Moxley's on the other side, so I'm going to go for John Moxley. John Moxley to pin Dawawuki. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> um, I agree. Um, I think unfortunately he has been bought back simply to take pinfalls and to keep, you know, Kanemaru and Desperado have got to look strong because they're going for the tag titles on the next show. Suzuki's got to look strong because he's going for the US title on the next show. Taguchi's going for nothing but it's Taguchi. So D.O. Yuki, I think, is taking the pinfall from a big, booming Death Rider. Sorry, D.O. Yuki. Um, (laughs) He's going to get a different name every single time. (laughs) Uh, we move on then sixth match a special six man tag match uh, we've got Hiromu Takahashi Sanada and Tetsuya Naito taking on Ishimori Jay White and Kenta Chris who have you got and why um... Ishimori Ishimori's the only person who can afford the loss I'm so sorry but like in terms of like Kenta's gone for the world title. Jay White's facing Sonata, and Takahashi has um, Lee to worry about. So it's Ishimori. Unless Lee interferes, which I doubt Bodhi. So Ishimori is going to lose. <laughs> it's difficult to call this one, I must admit, for the exact same reason you've said, because all other members of this match, similar to the Bushi match earlier on in the card, um, everyone has got something to go for aside from Taiji Shimori. But then again, I cannot see Taiji Shimori taking the pinfall here. So my only other sort of thing is, is Sonada going to take the pinfall and then go over Jay White? I don't see that. Um, I think Sonada, out of all the LIJ side, Sonada's certainly the coldest. So do you potentially have him take the pinfall? Um I mean, I'm, what they do with Sonata this year is one of the most interesting things, in my opinion, because you've still got a man, don't forget, who went four times against Kazuchika Okada last year and came out empty-handed. What are you going to do with him this year? Is he going to end up with that first ever singles title? That's what I'm really excited to see. Do you start warming him up now, or do you keep him cold for a while and then heat him up in a, say, the New Japan Cup again? Or do you you know, go even further than that and have him do really well, get to a block final in the G1, which I can certainly see happening. Going back to this match, though, it, it's literally a toss-up because even if LIJ win, Bullet Club get their heat back by Jay White and Kenton being cunts. So I am going to go an LIJ victory and I'm going to have Hiromu pin Ishimori. Of course you have Hiromu win. <laughs> Hiro- Is LIJ your favourite faction? No, Suzuki Gun's my favorite faction. Really, that surprises me. Like, because like Naito, Sonata, and Takahashi, are, like, and Evil, are, like all favorites for you. Individually, Lij are my favorite wrestlers. Tak- I'll be prefer Suzuki as a faction because they sort of are a faction behind a common leader. I see. I exactly. See, I see, I see. Exactly. So move on then to the two main events of the evening. Um, we've got first the British heavyweight championship match between Will Ospreay and Zack Sabre Jr. Ooh, Doctor, this is going to be superb, especially if their G1 is anything to go by. Yeah, this will be great, but also I refuse to care about the British heavyweight championship. Yeah. It's just an excuse to have these singles matches, to be honest. Let's be honest with ourselves. 
I'm like, it's it's essentially like a never open. It's basically an open white belt at this point. Yes. Which, sure, fine, but like I refuse to care about it. Fuck Repro. But um, ju- fuck Josh Bolden. Um, Zach's winning this simply because Zach lives still lives in the UK, so he can take more bookings. <laughs> I don't think that will be an issue. I don't think Osprey would have any problem with that, to be perfectly honest. But yeah, I I I find this title now so synonymous with Zach that it would be very strange to have anyone else win it. Apart from this happens two days after Brexit, and that's what Zach Sabre Jr. blamed his um, bad G1 on. So maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe. Um, <sighs> no, I'm, I'm going Zach, I'm afraid. This will be great, though. This is going to be absolutely great. Because, like... They both have such contrasting styles that you're going to see shit, but neither man ever does. And as well, we've already talked about Will going up to heavyweight, and I think this could be the start of that ascension to that division, proving as if you know the G1 hadn't already proved it, that he can hang in that weight class, that can hang in that division. And I think, yeah, this will be absolutely outstanding. I think Zach will win, but I think Osprey will give a fantastic account for himself. And it's a completely different match to the Hiromu match. Yeah, absolutely. And it shows um, off well, the different sides <laughs> imagine, of us. Imagine if ZSJ suddenly started acting like Hiromu. Started taking weird backed bumps in the middle of the ring. Yeah, yeah, like bringing a little teddy bear down. <laughs> it's just a little teddy, <laughs> Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> it's got a tie and a little corduroy jacket. Yeah, and he looks perpetually sad. Bless. So we're both going Zach. I think we've pretty much yeah. had the same sort of predictions for these shows. It's always the same for B shows, but also this this doesn't count. This doesn't count towards Podbane predictions, does it? No, 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 no. Okay, good. Then Taichi's winning the next fucking match, right? And let me tell you for why. Um. So this is the Taichi match, eighth match, special singles match. Okada versus Taichi. Go, Chris. Okada doesn't need a win. Taichi does. Okada is not the most brutal member of a brutal faction. Tai Chi is. Okada doesn't have stripper pants. Tai Chi does. Okada doesn't have. I mean, I disagree off- on that last point. Did you not hear the oh, pop for Okada's trousers? I can't believe people thought that was real. Because I follow the meme page who made it, and it's hilarious. <laughs> Did you, uh, did you see the uh, so like the only good really the only good thing on WWE TV at any given well WWE main roster at any point is the WWE on Fox Twitter page. Oh yeah, it's whoever's running that is not being paid enough. They're incredible. But, but absolutely, um, so we took that same video. It's from like a football match or something, and put Edge returning onto it. Oh, amazing, amazing, yeah, perfect. Oh, uh, like seriously, like just. Tai Chi's the perfect wrestler, and when he, especially when he starts doing his Kawada impression, <sighs> you can't deny how good Tai Chi 2019 was. I can't deny how um, how good Tai Chi's 2019 was, and I argue I enjoyed it more than Okada's 2019 because they just faltered with Okada. Look, <laughs> I think that Tai Chi's winning this now. <gasps> I know. Calm yourself. You know, you know, in the Simpsons, where like the hat raises to the roof, it's like, sorry, we'll fix the air vents on Monday. <laughs> you are absolutely right in what you've said. Okada needs to be kept away from that championship now and from that scene for a long time. You know, he doesn't even need to be there 
until the G1, you know, because I, I guarantee he wins the G1 and they go on to have another match at Wrestle Kingdom 15. But that's by the by. Okada can give so much more here by letting Taichi, a person who is a perennial upper mid corner, okay, he's not in that main event, and nor should he be yet. Note I said yet, Chris. Taichi... I'll start shooting on you, brother. Well, the last time he was given this opportunity against Naito, for whatever reason, whoever booked it, whoever's choice it was, it was a shit show. It was an absolute disaster and one of my worst and most disappointing matches of that year. Well, that was Azuka's fault, really. Well, Azuka was told to do what Azuka was told to do. Azuka is an absolute travesty, but that's beside the point. Taichi has the opportunity here to not do the bollocks, to just have a straight-up one-on-one match with one of the greatest pro wrestlers of our generation. This could be Taichi's moment to ascend and really have that star-making performance. He's got the ability. We've seen that. He's cut the bollocks out. We've seen that. Okada has the opportunity now to do the job for Taichi, for Taichi to close out the New Beginning show, which is a big deal for any wrestler, and also to beat one of the main guys. In fact, not not one of the main guys, the main guy, in New Japan, what a way to do it. And I think he needs to be destructive as fuck to do it. Here's the thing, I don't think Ta- anyone will ever let Taichi have a star-making performance. He's one of those people where, like, his initial impression was so bad, people don't let themselves turn around on him. Okay. Like, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, It's hard to think. Like, someone who started off so badly that they, no one would let him get better. Be Priestley and Stardom I think is a good example where people shit on her all the time because of some early botches and those early botches were really bad but then she got a lot better. It wasn't botching. It Whereas a lot of bees well, were... Well, I understand it was bollocks. So that's more booking than because to be fair, some of it in hindsight is kind of funny. Like beating Liger in three minutes and Vesuva Jacob via count out and Kanemaru. But... <laughs> We'll see. I I think we've got an opportunity here to to do a lot of good for Tai Chi. Yes, we do. So we'll see. Do it, Okada. We'll see what they do because I'm not I like convinced. How you can see, I like how you can see a Tai Chi rant coming to you. Like, no, we'll see what happens. Shut up. We'll wait until the show. We'll wait until the show, and we'll do it. So, ladies and gentlemen, just before we get into the new beginning in Osaka show, um, we will be reviewing our next podcast. Will actually be the reviews of the Sapporo and Osaka shows. Uh, no, they won't. Sorry, just the Sapporo shows. So, the Sapporo shows are this weekend, um, the Saturday and the Sunday, the first and the second. So, on Wednesday, we will be reviewing the Sapporo shows, and then we'll be going against obviously our fortnightly thing for the next couple of weeks because the weekend after that. Obviously, we will be reviewing the Osaka show. Um, And with that, we might as well go straight into predicting this card, Chris. The new beginning in Osaka, Sunday, February 9th, 2020. Osaka, Osaka Joe Hall this time. So they've gone up in their estimations of their own ability to draw an Osaka for this show. And what going up in the world, Jimmy? Well, what they've done is they've just 
fucking pumped this show is what they've done, um, which is absolutely fine by me. So if we go through this show and just preview what we've got, we're opening up with Manabu Nakanishi's final match in Osaka Joe Hall with the team of Nagata, Kojima, Tenzan and Nakanishi taking on Taguchi, Toa Hanare and GBH, Homa and Makabe. Second match in its traditional second match slot is the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match between the 61st champions, Sho and Yo Rapongi 3K, in their first defense against Yoshinobu Kanemaru and El Desperado. We then move on to the third match, a special eight-man tag team match with Kota Ibushi, Hiroshi Tanahashi, David Finlay and Juice Robinson taking on the team Bullet Club of Chase Owens, Yujiro Takahashi and the Gorillas of Destiny. Fourth match, special tag match with the Chaos team of Will Ospreay and Kazuchika Okada taking on Suzuki Gun team of Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi. We then move on to our main event matches, and we've got a special singles match, fifth match up for between Sonata and Switchblade Jay White. Sixth match, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match between the 86th champion Hiromu Takahashi in his first defense against the challenger Ryu Lee, obviously previously the Dragon Lee of CMLL. The seventh match in the semi-main event and the match that has got me fully aroused is the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship match between the eighth champion, John Moxley, in his second defense against the challenger, Minoru Suzuki. And then our final match, the main event, is the eighth match, the IWGP Heavyweight and IWGP Intercontinental Double Championship match between the 70th IWGP Heavyweight and 24th IWGP Intercontinental Champion Tetsuya Naito. It is his first defense of the IWGP Heavyweight Championship and second defense for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. And of course, he's taking on the challenger, Kenta. Um, Chris... Let's work our way through this card. So the first match... Very quickly. Go on. Um, did your girlfriend ever overhear you say you're fully aroused by a match and then question you after the podcast? Uh, she knows better than to question me about it. <laughs> about your arousal? About my arousal, yeah. Well, she knows it's not about her, so she just gets very, very <laughs> pissy about it. I don't really understand why, but there we are. Uh... <laughs> I mean, like, I was just asking—I was asking a question that wasn't designed to fuck you, and then you turned it around into something that could fuck you. Absolutely, absolutely. That's <laughs> what you're best at, apparently. Yeah, um, absolutely. Okay. Scream First myself match. over. Go on. Anyway, oh, this is going to be a shit match because Nagata, Kojima, and Hanare Taguchi—we can move, and then the other four are sort of like tree trunks. So, well. I mean, you look on one team, you've got Nagata, Kojima, Tenzan, and Nakanishi. And then on the other team, you've got Taguchi, Hanare, and GBH. Much as I don't want to say that Hanare is the fall guy, especially as I am desperately trying to build up Hanare, um, I think you've got to sort of look at it and go, on the teams and the res- you know the respective think, legacies. Well, you say that, but the junior on the other team, so I think Taguchi might be a fall guy here, or Homna. I think Taguchi and Hamlet are more likely to fall than anyone on the other side. I think we can safely say it's going to be Nakanishi's team that go over. Um, yeah, well, we said that, Baski. We did, we did, yeah, you're right. God. Yeah, we did. Um, I don't know. I'm, st- I'm still going the uh, team Nakanishi. I think Nakanishi gets a victory. Be a nice little 
send off for him. I think Kanari fucked Nakanishi. Really? Not literally. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I'm not interested in that. <laughs> oh, is it not some edge leader bullshit? But no, thank you. Yeah, what the fuck's the point then? Um, so we've both gone, obviously, Team Nakanishi. Let's go I then. I said Hanare's going to beat Nakanishi. Did you? I'm sorry. I thought you were joking. Have you actually gone for that? <laughs> well, it doesn't count towards predictions. I'm more happy we've got making bold claims. Um. Oh, oh, okay. Um. That seems brave, but yeah, fair enough. I mean, you're you gonna... say brave, but we're not. This isn't a competition, so I'm happy to make like bold predictions. No, but now you've made a complete spanner of yourself. Maybe I will make your predictions. I always make a complete spanner. Like I'm fucking on the. Before I start to carry on, before you turn for predictions into an actual points-based thing, I guess Manhattan Marla would come in at Bound for Glory. So, <laughs> yes, you did. You big spanner. Um. Anyway, let's um. Let's move on from that. The IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match then. Uh, and Yo, the Rupongi 3K champions, taking on Kanemaru and Desperado. Who have you got and why do you have them? Very quickly, every time someone says Show and Yo, I just think, and Roque, and then the rest of the theme starts playing. <laughs> Rupongi 3K, 3K, 3K! It literally sounds like something out of um, the 90s um, Ninja Turtles movies. Yeah, I suppose it does. I, I'm pretty sure if we showed Garth that he'd have like a flash of nostalgia oh, and then realise he doesn't enjoy Japanese wrestling. Um, I'm going to go with well, Show and Yell. And mostly because I want them to have a long title reign. Because every time they do, it gets scarpered by, it literally gets scarpered by um, either Suzuki Gun or LIJ every time. And I, I just want these lads to have a nice little title reign. You know what I mean? Also, I think Kanemaru and Desperado's fairly long reign is still fairly recent in memory. Yeah, uh, we have seen this match quite recently as well, as recently as um, Power Struggle. So uh, we don't need to see it again. I, I um, follow this New Japan um, guy who does video essays called Forrest Sower. He used to be a big podcaster, I think, as well, and like MMA analyst, but then he also really likes Japanese wrestling. It's weird. Um, he named that match one of his top 20 matches of New Japan matches of the year. Being fair, he didn't count um, G1 because he thinks that's a different format, which he's counting around. But also, still took me by surprise. Yeah, I'm not sure I would have labelled it that, but that's, well, yeah, that is slightly surprising. Never mind, anyway. Um, I'm going to go Rapongi 3K. Um, I think the junior division, junior tag team division, is in desperate need of some bodies, because um, at the moment we've got Rapongi 3K, we've got the Challengers, Suzuki Goon, uh, we've got Ishimori and Phantasmo. Um, Chaos. Um, I'm trying to. Does Suzuki. No, I'm, there was one that doesn't even have a junior team. I can't remember which one it is. Saki Gun. Saki Gun doesn't have a. Um, doesn't have a junior team, does it? Um, they could fling a team together, I'm sure. You could end up with, like, a, I don't know, a Tiger Mask and a Ryu Lee or something. Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to that, to be fair. No. Um, obviously, you've got the LIJ team of um, Bushi and Hiromu, but obviously is going to be tied up in the um, IWGP title scene for a long time, hopefully. So Spoilers, spoilers for um, your result later in the night. <laughs> I'll be honest, Chris, I don't think that is a surprise to absolutely anyone. <laughs> probably really. Any, yeah, probably really. Um, I'm going for 
Rapongi 3K, are you going for Rapongi 3K as well? Yes. Okay, superb. We move on then to an eight-man tag team match uh, with the two teams uh, of Kotobushi and Hiroshi Tanahashi teaming up with the tag team champions Finlay and Juice Robinson take on the Bullet Club team of Chase Owens, Takahashi, and the Gorillas of Destiny. Who do you have? This is a very interesting. This is very interesting, right? So you have some of the best, either rising stars or some of the best in their respective divisions, and then Yujiro. So, <laughs> um, so like, so is you, I, I'm missing Bushi on this card just for the sake of that joke. But yeah, Yujiro's going to take the pin off someone because obviously they're going to want both the tag team champions and probably their next challengers to look strong. Yes, I think it will be very, very silly for them not to. Also, there's two four guys on um, the World club side, and like, I don't know, do you see Tanahashi taking a pin to Chase Owens? I don't see anyone taking a pin to Chase Owens or Yujiro. I don't see anyone taking a pinfall full stop um, on the face team, and I think it's got to be the faces that win, to be perfectly honest. Yes, clearly. Okay. I'm glad we're in agreement so far, Chris. It makes me feel happy. This could be a banger of a match. Fourth matchup Chai special. Gonna fuck all, he's going to fuck everyone, including Sabre. Everyone's going to die. Chai Chi fucking rules. Special tag team match. Will Ospreay, Kazuchika Okada, Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi. Who have you got, Chris, and why? Tai Chi will fuck everyone. And why do you think that, Chris? Because Tai Chi is the best in the world. Right. I am going to go the team of Chaos. I mean, Osprey, we've got Osprey and Okada losing in Sapporo. There's no chance they're doing the job twice. So I think Osprey and Okada, I think Okada will probably end up pinning Zach. Poor Zach. Poor Zach. Um, but also, like, it's in, it's in, it would be defending Taichi, so, like, quite frankly, I'm fine with it. It's still my main Twitter. Header, and I don't think Rob will let me change it to the Podmania Twitter header. No, absolutely not. Um, fifth match, special singles match. We have Sonata taking on Jay White. Tell, tell me who you think is going to win this. Jay White, he's further up the totem pole, and like he's not far, far enough up the totem pole for Sonata to get a lot from beating him. Okay, agreed. Agreed. I have a question then. Who do you think, or where do you think, should I say, Sonata goes from this loss? Well, it's New Japan Cups for next heavyweight thing after this, really. Well, then again, I guess we have an anniversary show, but like that's normally just exhibition matches. Um, so, yeah, to see him have it, like losing him and probably having a really good New Japan Cup. Because honestly, if they're facing the winner of Sakura Genesis, then like you can afford to have a Sonata in the main event against whoever has the IC or World Championship. But again, I guess I think both of us are going for Naito to win to win that. Although fucking imagine the heat if Kenta. We'll go on to that. But yeah, um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where Sonata naturally fits right now. Because honestly, even if like LJ were going into a tag division, I think Evil and Shingo are a much more compelling team at this point after their match at Dash. Yeah, no, it, it's hard to disagree with you. Um, I don't see Sonata going 
all the way in the New Japan Cup, having got to the final last time. They seem to like the New Japan Cup, aside from this year where they made it a card. They seem to like it to build newer stars um, or to give someone the chance to shine. Um, to give that to Sonata again, I think it'd be, I think it'd be silly. Um, I could see an evil winning it. That would be interesting. Um, but it does wipe out a lot of the LIJ guys if Naito is still the heavyweight champion, which he no, will be. That's the issue where like a lot of the most exciting challenges are from LIJ, but they can't challenge because it's the same problem Chaos has had for years. Yeah, it it does certainly narrow it down somewhat. I think Jay White wins like, here. Yeah, I, I also think Jay White wins mostly because I love him. Okay, people still shit, people still shit on him, and it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I agree. Um, it's ridiculous for many, many reasons. Because um, you need to watch Jay White matches. Like I understand if you just watch New Japan in the background, but you need to watch Jay White matches with a keen eye. You do. You, and it's always it's always been like that. He does tiny, tiny little things, but those tiny little things make him amazing. Like he does nothing blow away. Like if he's doing anything blow away, someone else is taking the nasty bump to do it for him. But still, like he got he took Adam Page for an 8 out of 10, which nowadays seems almost impossible. True story. Unless you talk to Garth, in which case Adam Page is Mr. Perfect, apparently. Apparently so. Yeah, apparently so. I don't see Jay White losing this. I think it's a nice sort of area for him here. Um, not necessarily challenging for a title, but still being kept a top guy. And like you said, Chris, if he is being seen or being perceived, should I say, as one of New Japan's top four guys, even top three, having him lose to Sonata here, who has no real direction at the moment, which is weird to say coming out of Wrestle Kingdom that he's the only member of L- of Lij, including Bushi, that doesn't seem to have um, a direction after the year he had. I think Jay White has to win this. Yeah. Um, also, this is going to sound weird, but remember how much we remember around this time last year how much we were praising Jay White's um, beard. Yes. I kind of miss clean-shaving Jay White. Did you take him seriously? No. But... There you I go. Know, I think it's because I went... I think it's because, like, recently I went back and watched a fair bit of his US title run. Because I was like, I wonder, like, when Jay White... You know when you get that thing? It's like, I wonder when, like, this thing I love became the thing I love. And, like, with Jay White, honestly, it was for Kenny Omega match. It was only his second biggest match. Um, second big match. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I... Like, honestly, Rob, if you find the time, I'd, I'd tell you to go back to watch that because actually, like, there's so many tiny little things in it. It's, it's beautiful. Fair enough. Sixth match. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match. Takahashi versus Ryu Lee. This has the potential to be the match of this entire tour. I'm going to wince at every bump Ryu Lee makes Takahashi take. I am not looking forward to it on that level, but oh my god, I am so looking forward to this match, mate. These, these two have never had a match in the, well, a match in New Japan. I've not seen their CMLL matches, and I know we had some in Ring of Honor too. I think we've never had a match in New Japan under eight out of ten. No, I don't think so. And apparently, their um, CMLL stuff is really good. Although I imagine that's more lucha based. <sighs> I, I. But then again, Lee loves the New Japan style. He does. Like, isn't Lee's hero Shibata? Well, it's almost clear in half his movies that like Lee's hero is like Shibata, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, it is. And 
I think you can see that in a lot of his striking, even if it's not, you know, yeah, immediately like Lee, obvious. Lee, Lee is what we want Bushi to be. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Um, like I said, they've got the storyline here of Ryu Lee being the one who put Takahashi on the shelf. I just, I feel like this could have been hotter. I feel like if they'd have left it slightly, had really win the best of the Super Juniors, that could have built this up even more, um, especially if, you know, Takahashi misses out on it just, and then at the end of the final, you have that, you know, stare down, and then the beginning of Dominion, you have that story about how really was the one who put Takahashi on the shelf. I, just, I feel like all of that has gone because we sort of, we've done the WWE of sort of jumping the gun and doing we've it rushed, too early. We've rushed into yeah, we have definitely rushed into it. Like, not today it's not going to be an amazing match. One hundred, like as Rob said, it could absolutely be a match of the tour. But also, this could be hard. Like, this could be this could main event Dantaku with some work. Oh, it could absolutely main event Dantaku. It, it, it... Well, when you think last year Dragon Lee main evented against um, Ishimori, which is. Which is like objectively a less interesting match, as good as that match was. It was a great match, but you are absolutely, absolutely spot on. Yeah, you're absolutely spot on. It doesn't have the natural heat and natural body that this story has. And again, I'm very, very happy that we're seeing it. I'm very, very happy that it's happening. But I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know who do you put. I, like honestly, because even like within the current story, I, I literally do think. A bullet club guy here, be it Ishimori or Fantasma, would make more sense given the current faction feuds. Yeah. Because um... when you think about it, everyone out, like, um, for example, Chaos slash main unit are feuding with LIJ, that's reflected in the, in all the matches below Okada and Taichi. Chaos, um, L- there. Who, who are the other factions? Bullet club is facing. Um... No, Chaos. Yeah, I and mean, Bullet Club are facing Lij, which is reflected in every match, but this. Yeah, because that's why Takahashi stands out in that tag match from um, the, the other Sapporo show, um, because he's the only one in there not involved in this faction feud, and it's so weird how he's a bit outside of it. And like, don't get me wrong, I don't mind like breaking conventions for your booking, because that's how you pro- that's how you stop your product from going going stale, but also. Why that? Like, there's so many things you could have broke it for. Um, so many, like, you could have had someone pin Takahashi. I guess you were building up to Wrestle Kingdom, but someone pin Takahashi on the way into Wrestle Kingdom. Or even have someone pin Osprey on the way into Wrestle Kingdom and have that set up. Like, literally, I think, I can't, this is going to be amazing. This could have happened at Dominion, though. It's a shame. It'll be interesting to see where, I mean, we both got Hiromi for this, right? Um, and then goes on to Super Juniors, um, where Takahashi wins, and then the rematch is hot for Dominion. Interesting. Interesting. Because then you can have Riley turn heel and start going, you took away the Liger match from me, I've taken your title away from you. And then Takahashi can run, bitch, you took a year of my career from me. I must admit, I am surprised that they chose to bring back 
Ryu Lee. Not as a heel. I mean, it, it, it I guess seems... It's he's, he's, I guess it's because he's been around as a face in the time that Takahashi's been gone. And he's been showing proper remorse, like, in kayfabe for it. And I guess also in real life. I guess it's sleeping over, but still. I don't know. I, I find it very strange that Ryu Lee did this to a face of New Japan. And yeah, I completely understand it was an accident and no one could possibly mean to do this. I'm not for one moment assuming that Ryu Lee did this on purpose. But... <laughs> Ryu Lee isn't Josh Bowden. Yeah, well... Imagine if he was. Imagine if he took the mask off and was like, holy shit, Josh Bowden, fuck off. <gasps> oh my God, it was all along. Um, I, I just think that you don't, you don't bring someone back like that as a face. But there could be different dynamics in the story. This could be building you know, to something later on. And if it is, then fantastic. I look forward to it. So we move on then to the seventh match, which is the semi-main event. It's the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship match between the challenger, Minoru Suzuki, taking on the eighth champion in his second defense, John Moxley. So I'm going to go first on this one, Chris. I hope you don't mind, because I've got a little bit of a, a little bit of booking sense behind my decision. I'm going for Minoru Suzuki to win. The reason I'm going for Minoru Suzuki to win is based on John Moxley is currently an AEW superstar and is going, presumably, for the AEW championship at Revolution. John Moxley cannot perform under the New Japan banner in America. Uh, New Japan have just landed or just created the New Japan Pro Wrestling of America brand, which presumably is going to be spearheaded by that US championship. To be spearheaded by a championship that cannot be defended on any of these shows seems completely pointless. So you need someone, because John Mox would be a fantastic spearhead for that. He would be the leader of that campaign, and he would bring bums onto seats. Who else is that? Who else can do that? Who else is as legitimate as John Moxley? Minoru Suzuki. Minoru Suzuki is as more popular in the West than he is in Japan. Every time Kaze Ninare comes on, it gets an enormous reaction. He is incredibly, incredibly revered in the West. There is obviously a reason that those reports came out that Suzuki was leaving, okay? Presumably because he was completely directionless. To give him this direction of spearheading, okay, being the face of New Japan Pro Wrestling of America, okay, being the main guy, I think that is why he's stayed, and I think that's why he's going to take the championship here. Moxley, done a fantastic job, and if he's staying with New Japan, fantastic. It means we get Moxley in the G1 again, which was great. But I think Suzuki needs to win this. It makes complete booking sense. Chris? I kind of agree. So, like, unsurprisingly, on Fire Pro, I do a New Japan universe mode, of course I do. And um, I actually had Suzuki be US champion and just go, come on, you bunch of US idiots, try and beat me the best in Japan. So this would be a great, I do think that would be great. And I do agree with, like, if we're going to have this US brand, they're going to want the US title headlining it. And because they tried it last year at the um, new beginning in USA shows, which never ended up in the world until fucking six months later. But um, yeah, and John Moxley is kind of stuck with um, AEW. I say stuck with, he's very much choosing to be there. Um, how many, it just occurred to me, like we have, he's in two companies and both announcers say Ben, his name funny. Much. Like one is to do with an axe, like um, in AEW, it's like, yeah, like has the, John, the Justin Roberts spin on it. Oh, right. Okay. And then you have, 
uh, and then you have New Japan on an accent thing where you go to John Moxley, and it's great. Anyway, um, that's incredibly insensitive. <laughs> <laughs> so, who are you going but, for, Chris? But in a, I want more than a two defense tied to rain person in me is going for Moxley. But also, I agree, Suzuki needs a direction and probably a good direction and Moxley can't be in Japan on even, and definitely can't be in the US to defend this belt all the time. So. I just think it makes sense. If you're going to make a big deal of this brand, then it's got to be have someone who's a... And if it was anyone else, I wouldn't be as sure because, you know, they've got to be the main event. But with it being Suzuki and after hearing the reaction he gets, all the US shows, that Royal Quest pop for Minoru Suzuki was probably the pop of the night. And that's a show that included Naito. So I've got a feeling that that's the direction they're going. You know, give Moxie's big Wrestle Kingdom moment and then have Suzuki take the belt off him here. Moving on then, main event. It's the IWGP Heavyweight and IWGP Intercontinental Double Championship match between the champions, Tetsuya Naito, and the challenger, Kenta. This presumably, Chris will be the only time that Naito defends both in one match. He has come out and said he would much rather a challenger come forward and say which belt they're going for as opposed to both. So, fingers crossed, it means that in future we are going to get separate matches, which I think will be better, and I think the chances are he will probably drop the IC title the next time he defends it, Um, but I think it'll be better overall. Um, Anyway, your good self. It's going to be Naito, although I really want Kenta to win just for the heat. Can you imagine the scenes if he won? Oh, my it's God. It's Osaka as well, who are, like, notoriously hostile. Like, do you remember last year where we just completely filed out the stadium as soon as Jericho started trying to pull the shit? Oh, my God. Incredible. Yeah, well, that wasn't really Jericho being a good heel more than it was Jericho being shit. But, yeah, it's going to be Naito. It's going to be... It's going to be more of an emotional match than it is anything else, but also Kent has finally started to kick people as hard as he used to, which is amazing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Kent's heel work has been absolutely phenomenal, and I think the fact that he's now this absolutely detested dickhead is brilliant. He's found his niche in New Japan, which I think he struggled to find in the G1, um, and I think it's just it's absolutely perfect now. Yeah, just I can't think of a better heel in New Japan right now. And that includes Switchblade J White. Apart from maybe Bushi. Yeah. <laughs> um I'm with you one hundred percent, Chris. Naito has to win this. Having just gone through the rigmarole of actually getting the championships to then lose them against Kenta would be a big kick in the dick. Um I think this will be a good match. Um I'm a little bit I'm always a little bit sort of filled with a bit of trepidation when it's Tetsuya Naito because he seems to phone in some matches. Um, I still feel that his match against Okada was match of Wrestle Kingdom. I know that I'm in the minority with that because with many people saying that um, Okada versus Ibushi was the best match of the night and that I was amazing. I people but... who care a lot more about match um, work rate than story. The, I, I still stand by the fact that that story is unparalleled. No, um, Naito versus Sof and uh, Naito versus Okada's match of the year for me. So, Yeah, I agree. Um, and We're agreeing a lot this podcast. This isn't really on brand for us. No, it's not. We need to argue more. I think Kent is winning. 
don't be ridiculous. Of well, course, fuck I fucking you, Rob. don't. Um, <laughs> of course, I fucking yeah. don't. Um, we should. This is a big show. We should probably force Garth to do actual predictions with us. Um, nah, nah. I, I don't think he'd he, enjoy he that. Do t- he used to make us do fucking impact shows. All right, mate. He hasn't no, made us do that do in that, ages. Yeah, not since Rebellion 2017. Yeah, Rebellion. To be fair, that was a decent show. It wasn't was too bad. Decent show. It wasn't too bad. Yeah, no, it, it, it didn't. It didn't hold a candle to Dentaku, but you know, Dentaku or Taichi versus Jeff Cobb. What did Rebellion have? Um... Okay, so just before you go off on another Taichi rant, those are our predictions and our preview of the three shows. Before we do all of our, you know, goodbyes and all that kind of jazz, Chris, I've got a question for you, and you're going to hate me for this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Who, in your opinion, is the early favourite to win the New Japan Cup? Okay, so it completely depends how this show goes. I have, like, three or four in my head. Well, assuming for a moment... Yeah, assuming for a moment that all our predictions go right and that, you know, we've got Naito as champion going into Sakura Genesis. Uh, we haven't even touched on the mm-hmm. fact that anniversary show, we could have Naito versus Takahashi. Um, but, <laughs> which, oh, good grief. Who do you think, you know, aside from everything else you've heard, we've just got Naito as champion who is going for the championship at Sakura Genesis, who's winning that cup for you? Okay, so it has, for me, it has to be a dark horse, because like after Okada, a very safe Okada winning last year, and now we're back in Sakura Genesis, which always sells out on name value alone, because you know there's going to be an IWGP title. But then again, that's been with Okada, so it's going to be very interesting, actually. This is going to be a very interesting cup going in. Um, in terms, it's not I, as much as I want it to be Tai Chi, it's not going to be. No, it isn't. Um, I can see White winning, and I know you don't necessarily want to see that again, but that's a match that would draw. Um, <sighs> and if, especially if we're going to keep the Bullet Club feud, Bullet Club LJ feud going, which they tend to do, they tend to keep these faction feuds going for a while. Do you do you really think? Do you really see um, Jay White winning that? Do you really see them going once again for? Jay White versus Naito. And, and New Japan are nothing if not repetitive, Rob. <laughs> I don't know. I, I disagree on this, they can, but they can put they can bill it as a um Wrestle Kingdom rematch. And like in terms of who like I'd book to win it, problem is Naito feuded with all like a lot of the B guys last year. Maybe Ishii. Maybe like if they're gonna build to an Okada um Naito um, rematch, maybe have Ishii win it and have and remind people that chaos exists on that stage because Ishii won't have anything going forward if our predictions go well. Maybe for Osprey in there and have Osprey win. That was going to be mine. I could not, I could not tell you because like all the people I'd want to win, like Evil, Shingo, Sonata. Lij, you're absolutely spot on. Yeah, that's that's sort of an issue that we have with Naito winning it because they're they're such they're such a heavyweight heavy faction that oh shit we haven't really got a lot of people and all the other people are either tied up in programs or you know we've seen a billion times in the main event scene we don't want to see them again and if they do carry on 
with their whole New Japan being the, the New Japan Cup, sorry, being the dark horse tournament, you know, aside from last year, which you've already stated was our safe year and one we all knew was going to happen. I think this would be the perfect opportunity to be Osprey. To be perfectly honest, Chris, Osprey would be cool. I, th- I think what Bikibi Kobe and LIJ member wins and then goes other way to challenge for the IC belt just so they can be like, okay, if I win, at least we're keeping the belts in the faction. And I won't go for your heavyweight championship out of respect or whatever. I would have been very, very, very interested to see if Kenta hadn't have done all the stuff that he'd done and this challenge hadn't have occurred. I'd have been very, very interested to see what would have happened in the New Japan Cup then because I think Kenta would have been perfect to win the New Japan Cup. Yeah, to be fair, I'm still super interested in what's happening in the New Japan Cup because honestly, it's really up in the air right now. Like, and you can name basically anyone who's remote, anyone from last year's G1, and I'd be like, yeah, sure, that's fine, with the exception of Farley. <laughs> yeah, with the exception of Farley, because Farley's dog shit. Yeah, no, exactly. But like anyone from like last year's G1, like all twenty, because in all likelihood, all twenty are going to be in this cup. You would have thought so. It'll be interesting to see... With the exception of maybe Cobb and Moxley. It'll be interesting to see if we get the 32 field again. If we're going to do that, we're going to have to plat- We're going to have to think more ahead of time. We're going to have to bring in a more Ring of Honor talent. As, like, limited as some of their roster is. I'd rather have them than fucking Nakanishi. Because, like, in terms of the fact you need to trim from last year, definitely, like... The- Vidaz like Nakanishi Tenzan Homna who can't move and then like honestly I'd even trim Vidaz like Makabe like the only dads I'd want in there are Kojima and Nakata and then like I don't know who would, who would you bring in from like Ring of Honor or even like Rev Pro like maybe move up some because jun- there was juniors there was like three juniors in last year if you count Naria yeah so don't forget you got the addition of Shingo this year without a doubt yeah yeah, we're back. yeah. So, uh, Jay White, who obviously so you wasn't in it last year. Yeah, yeah, but like, but still not enough to like make up a compelling thirty-two man feel because like that first round, so much of it was bad. Okay, like, the only we'll say it's sixteen really man then. First round. So say it's sixteen then 16 for a minute. Man. We've got Kenta. Mm-hmm. We've got White. Yeah. So maybe the Bullet Club reps. For Chaos, you'd have Ishii, Goto, Okada, and maybe Yoshihashi. Maybe. Um, LIJ, you have You're not putting Shingo. Osprey in there, then? Oh, fuck. Osprey. Yeah, I keep... I need to get Osprey as just being a junior out of my mind. Like, Suzuki Gun, you have Taichi. Yeah. So, yeah, like, think, thinking about it, there is more than enough for, like, for, if they bring in some decent Ring of Honor talent for a 32. Two, three, four, just, five, six, I, seven, eight. Sorry, I'm just... Can't, I, I want... I mean... Right off the top of the bat there, without naming any of the LIJ talent and any of the um, sort of, you know, Tanahashi, Kotobushi, Juice Robinson, those people will definitely be in it. We have named one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, half the field. Yeah, exactly. So, like, 13-man field, honestly, as, as long as it's not as bad as... Because I remember Meltzer said, like, last year was the best pan cup he ever saw. And, like, maybe in, like, the closing rounds we had, like, Ishii versus Okada and all that, but, like, that opening round was such a fucking slog. And, like, Mikey Nichols having a run is disgusting. <laughs> yeah. And I guess now Lance Arch is much better than he was even this time last year. So, like, it's doable. But also, think, like, bring in more outside talent if you're going to do it. 
I agree. I agree. It was just interesting to see where you thought the direction of New Japan was going after this show, because we're approaching That's... another interesting time. I, ca- I cannot at all predict what's going to happen after this show. And doesn't that make it exciting? No, like, Rasmus, my biggest fucking problem in, like, the, the latter half of last year where Okada was holding the championship just overbelts had an obvious direction. Yeah. And, like, it was fine, but, like, that obvious direction wasn't overall amazing to me, so... Yeah. Now, I don't know what anything, I don't know what's happening, and I love it. <laughs> it's going to be excellent. I'm really looking forward to it. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of our podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Tune in next week, where we'll be reviewing the two New Beginning in Sapporo shows, and then the week after that, where we be, will be recording our review of the New Beginning in Osaka. In the meantime, you can check out the podcast on all podcasting platforms please go subscribe give us a five-star review on apple podcasts reviewers tell us how amazing we are we really do need our egos stroked um go- yeah, no I, w- I wasn't praised a lot a lot as a child so now i need every bit of attention <laughs> i can get um you can check out the website at www.podmania.co.uk where you can check out the entire archive of our podcast and you can look at our pay-per-view pickums and our match ratings archive as well all in beautiful organized style you are welcome um check out the twitter at young lioncast and you can also check out the facebook profile at young lioncast you can talk to me on twitter at, at real rob goodwin chris hasn't got a twitter handle because he refuse he refuses to use his own he uses the podcast one so find him at at pod mania um, to be fair sometimes that does get us in trouble slash band yeah it does it does just stop calling people cunts and then it won't happen People should stop being cunt. If you don't, if you don't want to be a cunt, stop acting like a cunt. Wise words there spoken from Chris. Um, in the meantime, guys, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>